All right, so how are you guys doing? That was the most delayed response I have potentially ever heard. Hey. <laughs> You're right, we're starting. That's what we're doing right now. So, most of you, raise your hand if you were here last week. <laughs> All right, I trust you. So, last week, I was supposed to be here and talk to you about the topic for tonight. And then I was with Kaylee. And she was having surgery, and it went way too long. As in, we left the hospital after this was over. So I didn't make it. So I get to talk to you about worship tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. You guys would be mediocre in one of those, like, fan cheer sections. You know, that has to be, like, really rowdy. So what? Bless you. All right, so what do you guys think about when I say the word worship? Mallory, Jesus. Jesus. Miles, were you raising your hand or were you scratching your face? (laughs) Yeah. Songs. Songs? That's not a bad answer. Hers. Just kidding, hymns, hers. I've been waiting years to use that joke, that yoke. Yeah, so... You think about Jesus, I think about Mallory, not Kaylee, I'll tell her you said so. Uh, Think about songs, (laughs) only you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) I guess it still exists somewhere. But when I think about worship, I think about my youth group when I was in high school and middle school, it was the same group. Um, Because we had times where We worshiped and it was really, really good. But there were also times when I really felt connected with the Lord and there were no instruments. There was no band, but it was still a time of worship. Now I want to talk about that. Um, Raise your hand if you've ever heard of Big Stuff Camps. You guys like me. (laughs) I meant to have this. Darn, it's on my other computer, Jeremy. I found the crazy video when I was at Big Stuff. Yeah, if we end this early, I might go snag it off of that computer and show everyone. Because you guys like Hiawatha, which is a great place, but Big Stuff is also a great place. And you can't say anything bad about it, otherwise I'll make you put your nose in the corner. Yes, Miles. Are you talking about the, the storytelling where like, the the Same camp. I don't have a video of that. But same place. Yes, you are dead on. Same place. But when I was at Big Stuff, uh, the camp that I went to in high school, uh, I heard Jesus speaking to me a lot. And I experienced him reveal things in my heart and in my soul. And a lot of times he spoke during times of worship, musical worship. I may not have been singing the songs, but he was talking to me. And then Kaylee is in something fun called Worship Circle, which she's been in for a while. And we got, we got to go. That was the retreat we were at a handful of weeks ago. And when we were there, we had a time where everything was just kind of stripped away. There was no crazy fancy lights. There was no big band there was no big stage everything was on the floor and we just praised Jesus and it was amazing so as we praised Jesus and we worshiped in practice we also talked a lot about worship and what that meant and someone said something about worship and to me there was no better definition of worship than this worship is being present to God's presence in all things 
Did you hear that? <laughs> Guys are like asleep. Can you repeat it? I was trying to get out of your way, unfortunately. It didn't work. I wanted to not stutter in front of everyone. But How about you try again? We didn't hear it. Worship is being present to God's presence in all things. Hey, look at that. That's a great definition. <laughs> no, he's, he's good. Worship is being present to God's presence in all things. So a lot of times people, and you aren't wrong, Miles, but a lot of times when we hear worship, we think about music. And that's good. That's right. And I, I think about music, too. But <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the second row. Um, for a second, you, like, turtled into a shirt. Uh, got it. <laughs> so worship is musical, but there's a lot of other ways that we can and do worship Jesus that isn't musical. So worship is a posture. All right, I'm going to pause. They may have said this last week, but I wasn't here, so it didn't count. It's getting it counted, but I didn't hear it. <laughs> His words count. What is the posture? I see you adjusted yourself in your seat. Can you give me a definition? Here, a, gra- a rule of grammar, you cannot use a word in its definition. Posture is... How your body, yeah, it's how what your band teacher yells at for everyone, yes. When your back hurts, when your back hurts that's probably from bad posture. I, I thought that was a good definition. Can you say it again? Do you remember what you said? How your body is positioned in certain How your body is positioned at a certain time, yeah. So, all right, everyone sit with really good posture. <laughs> not musical posture, just sitting posture. All right, everyone sit with really bad posture. <laughs> Miles, you still have pretty good posture. You're just on the ground. <laughs> there we go. That's bad posture. A plus for effort. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah, so posture is how we are positioned. Did you know that how your body is positioned? Yeah, don't hurt yourself. That's what happens when you get bad posture. Did you know that how your body is positioned affects how you connect with God? Heard that from Scott Crownover. What a guy. All right, everyone, cross your arms. All right, now, like, furrow your brow. Like, look mad. Then kind of scrunch your nose. Okay, now laugh really hard. <laughs> It's so hard to do. <laughs> you sound like a horn. <laughs> it doesn't work. Okay, all right. Let's bring this back. We've I've, we've lost all control. <laughs> Clock still going. Okay. That was like weird, but that was the point. It's because you actually really know how posture affects 
how you think and how you feel. When you're mad, what do you typically do? You have an angry posture. Yeah, what do you do? Silently judge them. Sure. What do you do with your, like, physically, what do you do? Do you, like, cross your arms? Do you just, like, drop your face? Do you look at the ground? What do you do, Daniel? Just point at them. All right. That's fine. Miles, what do you do? No, that's good. What What do you do, like, with your body? Like, do you cross your arms or do you, like, look at the ground? Chase? Yeah. Yeah. Makai, was your hand raised? What do you do? Yeah, just look down. Okay. Roll your eyes at people. That's a good one. Good in a different way. Good answer. <laughs> okay. Imagine or remember the best gift you've ever gotten. Don't don't tell me what it is. It's okay. You don't need to share it. Best gift you've ever gotten. It can be anything. Okay. When you got that gift, did you cross your arms and roll your eyes and look at the ground and be really upset? <laughs> no, you didn't. Don't sit. You did something else. What did you do? Yay. You said yay. Probably more excited than that. <laughs> Extremely happy. That's okay. Yeah. But, yeah, go ahead. Your jaw dropped? Yeah, but... Either, either way, Miles, that you reacted differently, right? From when you were like really happy to when you were really angry. Yeah, Th that, that's the point I'm making. So you are really, really good at understanding how your posture affects your mood, your emotions, and your mind. Worship is something that creates a posture in us. Okay, it creates a new posture. When we physically like align ourselves to God whether we're raising our hands or we're on our knees or our arms are open when we're singing that's not just something that professional worship people do and there's nothing actually extra spiritual about it either I can stand here with my arm raised the rest of this message and it's not going to make any lick of a difference except look super weird and I my hand will probably go numb he's right so I'm not gonna do that but when I, we're worshiping I love to reach my hand to the sky personally I know this sounds super weird, but I want to be closer to Jesus. And he rose up, and I want to be closer. Sometimes I want to get on my knees because I know that I just can't stand in front of the presence of the Lord. Sometimes I want to open my arms, and sometimes I'll kind of do the sweeping motion because I want more of the Spirit to come on me. That's what I want. And I can't always explain it, but sometimes what I'm doing and my posture is affecting my mind, and it's affecting my heart. So... As we sing, and, and this message is not just about singing, but as we sing, that's why we do some of those things. But as we live in our day-to-day -day life when we're not singing, our posture matters too. So we have a posture of generosity. Right? Hey, I want to be generous to other people. You don't have to have a lot of money to be generous. You don't have to have anything to be generous. You have time. 
you have love, you have encouragement. All of those things are free. All those things are within you. And honestly, a lot of people want those more than they want money. They want someone to know that they love them, want someone to know that they care about them. And when you posture yourself with generosity, that's a posture of worship. Jesus called us to love and care for those around us. When we posture ourselves that way, it changes us. It makes us look more like Jesus. <clears throat> so I'm coming back to worship music for just a second because I went off my notes and I want to say this real quick. Worship music blesses the Lord. God loves to hear us praise him. Do you praise anything else in your life ever? Not intentionally, maybe intentionally, but also unintentionally at the same time. You don't sing worship songs to anything else. I know that. That would be weird. Sing a worship song to, like, to your Yeti cup because you love it so much. Yes, Jeremy. Sports. I'm in a similar boat. Or maybe you praise your friend group and you just always are talking about them and they're the most important thing. Maybe you praise video games because that's what you love and hate at the same time or different times of the same day. There's a lot of things that we praise. Someone told me, and this isn't right, so I want to critique it, but I want to start with it. Someone once told me that I'm worshiping something if I'm devoting more time to it than I'm devoting to the Lord. Now, in some sense, that's completely wrong because that person was meaning like, you should be reading your Bible and praying all the time. And that's, God's called, like, he calls us to live life with him. But at the same time, if I'm more focused on myself, if I'm more focused on having time or having money to do this thing, to play this game, to watch this sports team, to listen to this music, to buy this item online. If I'm focusing on that hours and hours and hours a day and I never think about Jesus, that is a form of worship. And that changes who we are. It affects our mind. It affects what we're doing and what we're thinking. But if we bring Jesus to the front of our mind and we speak him, that also affects who we are and what we do. When we praise Jesus and worship music, uh, we're affirming his place in our lives. I would encourage you to listen to the Locked In podcast uh, that came out today. By today, it came out at like 6.30 tonight. So none of you have heard it. I would encourage you to go listen to it. And I, I kind of talk about this concept and how when we, when I, like, I physically am like singing these songs, it's not just because it's the churchy thing to do. People sing them in church because... I know that praising Jesus blesses him and orients my life to look more like Jesus. Like I'm speaking that over me, which is a big deal. And the worship music drives us to recognize God and worship him everywhere else. Wherever we go, we can bring him with us. So day to day, living like Jesus, that's worship. I, I kind of mentioned that. But as you wake up and you may say, Eric, I'm not a pastor. I can't give all 24 hours of my day to Jesus. I can't be in the church all the time. I can't read my Bible all the time. And that's okay. That's actually good. Jesus didn't call you to do that. He called you to wake up and to go to school and to be with your friends and to be with your family and to do things and to worship him as you do it. You can worship God and go to school at the same time. It's the truth. 
to worship God and go to school is to look like, like what if Jesus was sitting in your seat instead? What would he do? If Jesus was in the conversation that you're in, what would he say? If Jesus was at home with you, what would he do? How would he talk to your family members? How would he devote his time? And choosing to live like that, to look like Jesus, to love others like him, to encourage others like him, to say no to what we need to say no to, to say yes to what we should say yes to. Living like that, that's worship. What did we say at the beginning, Jacob? Worship is being present to God's presence in all things. Not just in all songs, because I, I don't think all songs can have God's presence in them. A lot of songs don't want that. But God can be present in all things. If I'm recognizing, hey, the Lord is here right now, and asking Jesus, what are you doing? Lord, speak to me. Or thinking, how would Jesus live right now? God's presence is with me, and I'm here. So God's presence is here. How can I worship the Lord right now? That's worship. That's worship. I would encourage you to start this sentence as, as an exercise and finish it kind of on your own. I am worshipful when. You okay, bud? Yeah, okay. Okay. No, you're fine. If you need some water, let me know. Um, I am worshipful when. So I'm worshipful when I give someone grace. I'm worshipful when I'm generous to someone else. I'm worshipful when I listen to someone instead of trying to stop the conversation so I can go somewhere else. I'm worshipful when I respect my teachers. I'm worshipful when I love my parents. I'm worshipful when I decide not to fight with my siblings. I'm worshipful when I decide to read scripture instead of play video games again. I am worshipful when. I'd encourage you to fill that sentence. Again, I'd encourage you to listen to the podcast. I kind of talk about where I've been the last handful of weeks. And to elaborate on that a little bit more, is it's been a whirlwind for me this last month. I don't normally share a ton about where I am personally from the stage because I'd rather do that one-on-one. -on -one. But in the last month, I've had some really, really cool things go on. Like I, I loved when Scott and Denise were here on that Wednesday night. I spent another Wednesday night in Georgia. And that's where we were, Kaylee and I were at this retreat, just resting and worshiping. And I got to play basketball during free time, which I just love doing. Like it just clears my mind. That's like my thing. I love just playing shooting hoops. I playing games with people by like just shooting on my own. It's good. But then another day, like I said, I was a Wednesday night spent with Kaylee, helping her recover from surgery and helping her move because she couldn't stand up. Another day I was with my family because we were at a funeral for a family member down in Indiana. And I have I've had these really high highs and these really low lows. All mixed in four weeks. On top of everyday life things, and I'm sure you can relate, that, hey, life is happening, but I still have to do my schoolwork. I still have to apply to college, and I still have to interact with family and friends. I still have to do all of this stuff. And 
a lesson that I've learned. And I, I would really encourage you guys, you're all, take this as a compliment. You're all so young. I don't feel old by any means. Okay, I'm not saying I'm old either. <laughs> Do not get me wrong. But you guys are young. I, I feel really, not pity for you, but I don't envy your generation because there's a lot of people your age who've made it big. I use air quotes. Maybe they have a lot of money or they have a lot of YouTube subscribers or they have a lot of fans on TikTok and they've made it. And there's a lot of pressure and I, I get it. I really do. You can please do trust that I get. There's a lot of pressure that's never been told to you, but you still feel all this pressure to do something amazing, to do something in front of a lot of people, to do something big. And whatever that is, that it, it's not the same for everyone, okay, depending on what your life is. But maybe there's pressure from family, pressure from friends, pressure from people you see on TikTok and YouTube and Snapchat. Like, and you ask yourself the question, is that ever going to be me? Am I ever going to live that kind of a life? And you have that pressure on top of all the issues going on and all the school going on and all the I got to sleep, but I don't have time to sleep, but I don't want to sleep because I want to stay up. And you're trying to figure out all this stuff out. And I'm here to tell you the lesson I've learned this week or this month is that when I focus the most on Jesus, all those other things get easier. They're not always figured out. I'm still dealing with crazy pressure. And it's not pressure from any person, so I'm not calling anyone out. It's pressure from culture. I'm 28. I am far closer to 30 than I am to 20. I'm closer to 30 than I am to 25 in like two months. And there's this pressure that I need to have in my line of work as a pastor. I should have a big church. I'm almost 30. What are you doing, Eric? You should be leading this church with thousands of people, have this really good Instagram following. You need to have a lot of people watching your sermons on YouTube. You should have a book deal soon. And you need this really good leadership podcast. And that's what pastors do nowadays. And there's this pressure and I feel it. But when I focus on Jesus, when I begin my day and say, Lord, I'm going to put you first, literally first. Before I eat breakfast, before I schedule my day, before I go and do anything, I'm going to read scripture. I'm going to pray or I'm going to turn on one of those worship songs that just connects me to the Lord and just listen by myself in the quiet. And when I worship Jesus first, instead of second or fifth or tenth or, oh shoot, I forgot, when I worship him first, everything else is easier. Doesn't mean everything's easy. Doesn't mean everything goes away. But everything's easier. Because I know that Jesus is guiding me through it. Kaylee gave me this cool illustration today. Um, so raise your hand if you were alive before GPS was a thing. None of you. That was a joke. So there was this day when you couldn't just type in directions on the maps in your phone. And it would like give you like step-by-step -step directions. So you'd have to pull out this really big paper map. Very dark times. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And she she told me this illustration how, you know, sometimes, like, you got to find, like, follow the map. But once you lose yourself and you don't know where you are, it's really hard to figure out where you are on the map again. Because unless you know landmarks and whatnot, you could just be lost. So that's really, really difficult. And sometimes we feel like we have to do that. I need to break out this really big world map and try to figure out how I'm going to chart my path in life when the reality is Jesus is right there on the side of the road and all we need to do is pull like pull off to the side and say hey can you give me the direction I don't know where I'm going and he could say all right you just go to the corner turn left and then five miles down make another right when you see the Burger King make another left and they keep going all the way down to the interstate and then drive 30 minutes and then after that take an exit hop back on and then you'd lose track it'd be so difficult but Jesus doesn't do that he says, hey, get back in your car. Just follow me. And he'll get in his car, and he'll drive, and you'll just follow him. When we put him first, we say, Jesus. Jesus doesn't actually have a car. Is that <laughs> if he did, he'd drive a Toyota Tacoma. <laughs> it's my opinion, and you cannot change it. Um, <laughs> it does not. <laughs> Avalon and heaven do not rhyme. Anyway. All we have to do is just say, Jesus, follow me. And sometimes, honestly, we want to say, like, tonight, Jesus, give me your directions. And we want just this download of the rest of our life. So we say, hey, thanks, and we can just go. But that's not how it works. And honestly, that's worse. Because Jesus giving us the directions is not the whole point. The point is that Jesus is driving down the road with us. The point is that when you have that awful day, and you're just exhausted, and you're like, I still have to do all of this stuff, and I'm so nervous about it. I'm so anxious. I'm so concerned. I feel so lost. Jesus is saying, that's okay. I'm still right here. Let's take one more step forward. And when we align ourselves in a posture of worship, we start ourselves, on, like, and I actually mean physically this time, we start ourselves with our hands open, or we start ourselves praising with our hands in the air or we start ourselves on our knees saying Jesus I need you that will affect the rest of our day that will affect the rest of our week so that's what we're going to be talking about the rest of this calendar year before Christmas we're talking about worship I know they talked about it last week and I'm talking about it this week but this is the second topic on purpose our last cycle, we talked about community and creativity, and those aren't going away. But after that, we said, what's the next thing we want to talk about? We want to talk about worship. Because worship is who we are. We all worship something. It's whether we decide whether to worship Jesus or to worship something else.